Hello and welcome to Cavalcade of America from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Company of Wilmington, Delaware, makers of better things for better living through chemistry, presents the Cavalcade of America, starring Basil Rathbone and Richard Green. Tonight's DuPont play, The Torchbearer, stars Richard Green as Nathaniel Bacon and Basil Rathbone as Richard Lawrence. My name is Richard Lawrence. One hundred years before your liberties were born, in the year of our Lord, 1676, I fought to gain those same liberties. I fought, I lost. Most of you have never heard my name. I return now to do justice to the memory of a friend, my leader in that early struggle, and one who is also too much forgotten. His name, Nathaniel Bacon. His estate... Gentlemen and soldier, his tragedy is to be born a century too soon. I would have you see him first as I first saw him. Young, handsome, learned, wealthy in his own right, happy in a new marriage, newly arrived in a new world. In Virginia. I tell you, Master Lawrence, you people cannot know your great good fortune here. I know my own fortune. It does not please me. And you have lived here in Virginia? Ten years. Ten years too long. Ah, you've forgotten how things are at home. Indeed, I tell you this, to come fresh from Europe into such a... such a wild paradise, why, it's like quitting a darkened sick room for a walk in the sun. And you, ma'am? Yes, sir. Do you share your husband's enthusiasm for our Virginian Eden? I share all Nathaniel's enthusiasm, sir. These are indeed fortunate young people, Lawrence. They have a new horizon for a wedding And in you, Colonel Bacon, they have a most influential friend at court. Naturally, Lawrence, being Nathaniel's cousin, I shall help him in every way possible at Jamestown. Naturally. Most naturally. Well, I shall spend very little time in Jamestown, my friend. The wilderness for me. Indeed. Oh, yes. As we came upriver today, I watched these Virginians at work in their fields. Yeoman farmers working their own land for their own use and profit. And then I... I thought of the life these same people had escaped at home. The hopelessness, the corruption, the dead weight of old custom and abuse. Why, man, there's a, a sense of freedom in the very air. There's much in the air here in Virginia, my friend, including a most murderously vile sort of fever. And, and uh, treason as well, Master Lawrence. Not as yet, Colonel. Not as yet. You speak in riddles, gentlemen. As for me, I know I shall love Virginia. As I love Nathaniel. Thank you, my dear. And you must not think it's quite entirely innocent, Master Lawrence. We expect the hardships that go with all adventure. And there will be human ugliness, too, no doubt, even here. Yes. Even here. As Sir Francis Bacon, a, a famous kinsman of ours, once wrote, there is no excellent beauty that hath not some strangeness in the proportion. What was that? Nathaniel, what was it? A sound, your 
famous kinsman ever heard, man. Part of the strangeness in our beauty's proportion. Lawrence, it can't be an attack. The devils wouldn't dare. There's no cause for alarm, Colonel. As yet. What do you mean? It's meant as a warning, I believe. A savage witticism. But what is it, man? An Indian in the forest beyond your clearing is imitating the screams of a white captive under torture. Yes, but, but what shall we do? Nothing, man, nothing. The taunt, a boast merely. The cover of the night, the savage gesture is saying, we'll put your women to torture and we will do it again. You, uh, uh, you're quite sure, Lawrence. There was word in Jamestown of new raids up in Stafford County. Our screamer out there is quite alone. He's been heard of late up and down the river, and we tried to ensnare him on two occasions. Can we not try again? And now? Ah, good for you, Bacon. But it's quite useless. At night and in the forest, these creatures are invisible. Let him have his red jest for the present. Fortunate you were here, Master Lawrence. Else we'd have been terrified. Oh, hearty. I doubt your husband takes alarm easily, ma'am. And now I must go. My wife will be uneasy. We must meet Mr. Florence soon. Uh, within the week, ma'am. Oh, and the books I mentioned. I'll have them unpacked tomorrow. You must feel free to borrow. That will be a great pleasure, sir. And a rare one in this, uh, uh, this wild paradise. <laughs> Good night, you both, then. Nathaniel, I, I must warn you against this man. He's not, um, well, he's not one of us. I like Richard Lawrence, Colonel. I'm glad he's my neighbor here. Nevertheless, I must insist. It is dangerous to know him too well. In but... England, cousin, my father tried to choose my associates for me. Here I shall choose for myself. This is not England. <laughs> Nathaniel's bacon arrival, I came to know him very well, and to recognize in him the leader we so badly needed. And so I set about to make him see our cause and our need. I made sure that he met one of his uh, happy yeomen at closer quarters. The long and the short of it, Master Bacon, be this. We're freemen no more. We're all of us slaves to Governor Berkeley and his crew of thieves. But, Peter, you own your own farmland. I, in the name, we own it. But it's mortgaged, dear, and all to the same few men. Each year, our debts do grow till our land is swallowed up. But I've seen your tobacco crops with my own eyes. Splendid crops. Fine crops, aye, for our bone and sinew went into them year after year. Much goes in, Master Bacon, but nothing comes out. Greater rascals than the governor takes care of that. Oh? And who might they be? I'll say it for him. Even if it be treason, he means King Charles, the lords of trade in London, the merchants they serve. All the warehouses in London are crammed full of tobacco. Yet we're forbidden to sell, save to London merchants. At a penny a pound. A penny a pound. And next year they say it will be less. I need a coat to my back. Shoes. A plow. Nails, gunpowder. My old woman needs a new kettle. And tobacco's penny a pound. Between the governor's taxes and the king's law, Nathaniel, these people are ground to dust. And we lesser planters, people like Will Drummond and me, we'll go down with them in the end. But surely the house is burgeoned. They were elected 15 years ago. They've been bribed ever since by the governor's little favors. Well, then, a new election. Ah, the governor must call it. He refuses to do so. 
just as he refuses to spend tax money to raise troops against the Indians. Just as he sells guns to the Indians to his own profit. What? But what manner of man is this Governor Berkeley? An old man, Nathaniel. A sour, daft old man with a devil's pride and miser's greed. A young wife and a chronic dyspepsia. Mm. I've met his like often enough at home. He's one reason why I sought a cleaner place to live. Richard, my friend, something must be done about this Governor Berkeley. Hardwick! You, Hardwick! Yes. Yes, Your Excellency. Ask Colonel Bacon to enter at once. Yes, sir. Oh, where those confounded pills of mine. Uh, <coughs> uh, you, your Excellency. Hmm? That's uh, you, Colonel Baker. Now, what do you want? You sent for me, sir. I've been waiting. Oh, yes, 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 so I did. Colonel, we've been hearing strange rumors about this nephew of yours up in Enrico County. Nathaniel <laughs> Bacon is my cousin, Your Excellency. Cousin, nephew, who cares? Is the young man's associating with troublemakers, Richard Lawrence, William Drummond. I have warned Cousin Nathaniel concerning Richard Lawrence, Your Excellency. Yes, William Countdown, and what's he doing hobnobbing about with those rascals? Oh, Your Excellency must remember that Nathaniel is young. Uh, he's read many books and has derived uh, a foolish notions from Ah, that's sorty. <laughs> uh, a cure for that disease, flattery, Colonel. A judicious balm applied to the bookish ego, eh? Colonel, let him know we have need of his uh, learned counsel here at the palace. Uh, it never fails. An excellent idea, sir. Tell him that. Tell him the type appointed him to the council of state, eh? Get him away from those scoundrels upriver, eh, Colonel? I shall be happy to tell him at once of your wishes. And I hope we can win him over to a more uh, reasonable view, Your Excellency. Well, see to it, Colonel. Well, I... Uh, you wouldn't care to lose any of your own little privileges, would you, Colonel? No. Uh, I thought not. Well, then see to it that your cousin comes to his senses. That'll be all. Get out. So young Nathaniel Bacon, within a year of his arrival in the colony, came to sit in the council chamber of its rulers, and to know at first hand the corrupt devices of its chief magistrate. When he returned to his friends in Orico, his mind was made up, though he didn't know it at once. It is most today now at Berina, state of Orico County. And the green a company of militia is awkwardly drilling. And at a nearby tavern, a group of planters listens to Nathaniel Bacon, newly coming from Jamestown. Gentlemen, let me sum up my impressions. First, Dick Lawrence here was right about my appointment to the council. It was intended as a bribe. Expected you to succumb to the flesh pot of Jamestown, did they? <laughs> New World Babylon? Or perhaps to the blandishments of Mistress Barclay, Queen of the Rebels. Uh, she leads the old man a merry chase out there, that for her. But here's the real news I bring. Berkeley knows of the Indian raids, of course. He knows, as we all know, that the tribes are gathered in force just above the falls of the James. He refuses still to raise or equip a force to move against them. 
He refuses to name a general to act in his stead. Gentlemen, I truly believe your governor is bereft of his senses. Yes, yes. Ah, uh, you're right. Um, Master Bacon. Yes, Will Drummond. Do you know what's happened above the falls? I'm afraid I do, yes. Young Wilson, just above your own place, the devil's burned his house, killed his wife. I've heard, I've heard. In three weeks up now, 36 of our people have been so treated. Can you sit there so cool and calm? I'm not cool, I'm not calm. I've lost friends. My own foreman was murdered there up the river. But what can I do? Well, I think you know. I, um... I talked yesterday with Captain James Cruz of Turkey Island. He told me that you'd asked Buckley for a commission to lead an exposition against the Susquehannocks. I asked him to name someone, anyone. He refused. Barn, barn. We want you to lead us. There's three score blood green sergeants tramping up and down on the other now, with their foolish tongues hanging out, just waiting for someone to tell them what to do. But there's no man among us whose means or talents permits him to divide the governor and head up our force without a royal commission. You! Well, you, Master Bacon, have no need of the governor's favor. As to your capabilities, we have no doubt. Will you lead us? That I will, on one condition. And what is your condition? It's this, that after we deal with the Indians, we remain an organized force. And that as such, we proceed to deal with the governor. Why, the man was mad enough to believe he could buy my allegiance. Yes, I will lead you, gladly. Cavalcade of America, starring Basil Rathbone and Richard Green in The Torchbearer. This is the story of Bacon's Rebellion, 100 years before the American Revolution. Basil Rathbone as Richard Lawrence, Bacon's chief lieutenant, continues the story. I wish you to see Nathaniel now as his young wife Elizabeth must have seen him. On the eve of his great adventure, against all the victims of material gain, he has chosen the party of the people against the party of the governor. Tomorrow, his meager army will assemble. Tonight, tonight, he takes leave of all that remains to remind him of gentler days. Elizabeth? Yes, Nathaniel? Am I right, Elizabeth? How can I know? I know how difficult the choice has been for you. I'm content with your deciding. Truly content? Truly, my dear. Oh, I never sought this new trust. And I do not know why these Virginians urged me so to lead them. Why did I trust you and urge you? I've never known. Perhaps because I, I saw the greatness they've seen in you. Perhaps because I... I couldn't help myself. Oh, my love, my love. There. In any event, I have decided. I'll not see you for 
for a time, Elizabeth. It's not what we thought, Miss Virginia. It's not what we dreamed. It's not a new world. No, not yet. <laughs> but perhaps we can shape it a little in the direction of our hopes. We'll try. We'll try. After a march of many weeks and many hardships, Bacon's little army encountered the main body of the Susquehannock tribe at Roanoke River and defeated them utterly. But once Bacon's army was disbanded, the governor returned to his old ways. Again, the angry farmers assembled under Bacon's command at Zarina, and this time they marched on Jamestown. At each plantation, a raging torrent grew until the roads were filled. A band of 400 foot and 120 horse. Bacon entered the capital and drew up for the state house. Captain Drummond? Yes, sir. Would you and Captain Lawrence enter the state house, if you please, and request that the governor meet with us here on the green? It appears that won't be necessary, General. Here comes the old devil now. Quiet! Quiet, everyone. I give you greeting, traitor. And I tell you to disperse this mob at once. I admire your courage, old man, but not your advice. Then order them to shoot me. Help! Help! Shoot! Before God, I offer you a fair mark. No! No! No, we'll not harm a hair of your ancient head. We have come for a commission to save our lives against the Indians and for just laws to protect us from your hirelings. We shall have both. But not from me. Never from me. From your tame gaggle of Burgesses, then. Drummond? Yes, sir. Order the Fusiliers to surround the State House. Lawrence, you and I shall reason with these Burgesses within. <laughs> From the frightened house of Burgesses, Bacon got his commission. From London, however, the governor got the promise of troops and warships. And from the fever-ridden Roanoke swamps, on a second campaign against the Indians, Bacon drew a fatal infection that bred Virginia sickness when I saw him on his return. Well, Dick, the shuttlecock flies back, huh? <laughs> When the savages are subdued, then I must turn about and face the governor. And when the governor's in hand, where the Indians swarm in upon us again. I'm tired, Dick. Mortal tired. I'd scarce know you, Nathaniel. You've lost weight, man. You're pale as a ghost. Uh, a touch of the fever, it'll pass. If only I were not so confounded weary. There's so much to be done. Yes. There's a report that Bartley expects a thousand British regulars and three ships of war before the first frost. What shall we do then? Defeat them in battle. That's the logical outcome of all we've done. 
Dick, this is a greater thing than you knew when first you tried to persuade me to oppose the governor. Maryland and Carolina will join us. I've reason to know that. We can make a new nation here. A free nation. A nation ruled by reason and justice. Help, help me, Dick. Nathaniel, you are ill. You must rest. You must. I'm all right now. There's no time to rest. I've called a general assembly to meet within the hour. You tell these ragged scarecrows of ours that we must meet the king's own troops in battle and hang if we lose? I, I must tell them. I must carry them with me. But where? Where can you lead them now? Into the future, my friend. Into the future. brought me that the king has sent troops to aid the governor. They not a little startle you as well as myself. But seeing it is not altogether unexpected, we may the better bear it and provide our answer. We cannot find one single spot of rebellion in our hearts, for we have not tried to overthrow the government. But we have seen this mad governor of ours supply arms and ammunition to the savages. We have seen our plantations deserted, the blood of our dear brethren spilt and murder upon murder renewed upon us as a result of Barclay's folly. Yet we abhor the name of rebel. Having represented our sad and heavy grievances to his most sacred majesty as our refuge and sanctuary, if then we find no refuge, no sanctuary, what shall we do? I, we shall resist. Almost to the man, we did follow him, swearing to take that last fatal step, the step we knew was treason. And one by one, we signed the oath he required to fight on until we can no longer defend ourselves, our lives, and liberties. Only Will Drummond and I knew how the fever had sapped his strength. At last, his illness could no longer be concealed. Lawrence, Drummond, here, here, my friend. We're still here. I uh, will, will not leave you. You must go on without me. Get help from Maryland. 
the Carolinas. But when the troops come, when the troops come, we'll sweep them into the sea. Rest assured of that. It can be done. Someday. It will be done. Nathaniel. I brought you to this. Will you forgive me? Nothing to forgive. You were right. What we have started isn't finished. It will go on. A great nation. A great nation will rise.